0: Welcome back, my name's and I'm about to tell you another story. This one's a continuation part three of Cerulean and her new pet. In the last couple episodes we talked about how Cerulean finally got her wish to get a brand new pet and she chose an egg, a mysterious egg from McSorley's pet shop. Well, that mysterious egg hatched into a mysterious creature with the body of a dog, big long wings, and a long winding tail. And he said things like, Scruff. So, Cerulean named him Scruff. But as she was just getting to know her new pet, a mysterious man in a long black coat, seemed to want to take him away so she ran on home and thought that she had lost him but then she heard a knock at the door and lo and behold the man had found the home after all what's gonna happen next is the man gonna take scruff away from cerulean what are we gonna do well you're about to find out. If you're liking the podcast, make sure you rate and review. It sure does help. Maybe even share with a friend. Why not? All right, here we go. Come and hear a story with me. Come and hear a story with me. Where you are, that's a good place to be. To come and hear a story with me. Well, Cerulean's mom called up the stairs for her to come on down, and she knew that the mysterious man with the black coat was down there waiting, but she didn't know what else to do. So she took Scruff and put him back in his little box and shoved it far into the far corner under her bed, and she said to Scruff, Be quiet, okay? Just be quiet. Don't make any of those Scruff noises, alright? She wasn't sure if Scruff understood what she had told him to do, but the little creature did seem to clam on up a little bit and curl up tightly in a ball so it could just rest and and relax and maybe even catch a little nap. Then, after she'd made sure that Scruff was safe and sound underneath the bed in that box, Cerulean crept down the stairs. And there she found her mother and her father sitting on the couch with that man with the long black coat sitting in a chair in front of them. Uh, hello there, said the man as Tin descended. All of a sudden he had a friendly look on his face, none of that serious business from the park before. Tin, said her mother, I'd like you to meet Detective Calamity. I know, I know what you're thinking, Detective Calamity, said. What a name for a detective, but I can't help how I was born. Anyway, said Tin's father, Detective Calamity informs us that you might have some kind of strange creature. Well, said Detective Calamity, of course I understand that you're just a child, and if you see some kind of creature, you'll be curious and want to know more about it, but you see, I work for the government, and I am in charge of exotic animals And it's my job to make sure that these exotic animals don't get out into the community and cause havoc or harm. And what I'm concerned is that you might have in your possession uh, a very exotic animal indeed. Detective Calamity gave Cerulean a wink that she didn't like one bit. What I'm concerned with, said Detective Calamity, is just the safety of you and your community. So if you would be so kind, will you go upstairs and grab that creature that I saw you with earlier and bring it down to me and I will make sure that it is taken care of in a most safe way. Well, Cerulean didn't like that at all, in fact she hated that because the way the man had said those words made her think that he was going to do something to Scruff that might never be able to be taken back. Maybe they were going to put him in a zoo, or maybe they were going to put it down, who knows? So she decided right then and there that she was going to do whatever it took to protect her new pet. After all, Scruff was there to trust her and she knew that she had to earn that trust too. A pet was not just a one-way affair. You couldn't just expect a pet to love you. In Cerulean's mind, you had to prove that you were worthy of that pet's love. And so she set her teeth and decided that she had to do something that she never liked to do, which was lie to her parents. I don't know what you're talking about, Cerulean said. I don't have any strange creatures. That's right, said her father, I expected as much, Cerulean, I didn't think you'd be picking up strange creatures, you're a very smart kid, I believe my daughter. Detective Calamity looked at Cerulean and then back to her parents, um, sir and madame, I saw your daughter in the possession of a very uh, dangerous animal. Well, said her father, if there is such a dangerous animal about, why don't you name it? What kind of animal was it? Was it a snake? Was it a badger? Was it a tiger? And he chuckled to himself. No, said Detective Calamity, this animal was something more of a mm, exotic set. I'm not really at liberty to say. And that's when Cerulean saw her advantage, because she realized that this man had to hide something from her parents, had to hide that Scruff was the kind of creature that she had never seen before in her entire life. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Detective Calamity, said Cerulean, standing up a little taller. I don't have any kind of pet. That's right, said her father. We took her to McSorley's Pet Shop the other day, and she just, um, in the end, she couldn't even choose a pet. Cerulean looked at her father. She was wondering if her father was lying, or if he actually didn't remember that she had chosen the egg. Ever since she had chosen the egg, after all, neither of her parents had mentioned anything about it, and she began to wonder if maybe they had forgotten all about the egg, or if maybe the egg had made them forget. Whatever, she was going to tuck that away and think about it another time. Well, anyway, said Cerulean's mother, I think you have everything you need, Detective Calamity. We'll let you go. Detective Calamity gave Cerulean a thin smile and stood up, took his coat, and walked out the front door. I'm sure we'll be in touch, he said, and he left. When the door closed, Cerulean's mother and father looked at her and wondered aloud, Is there anything that you're not telling us, Cerulean? She crossed her fingers behind her back and said, Nuh-uh, not me. She didn't like that she had to lie to her parents, but it seemed like an important thing to do. She went back upstairs and stayed there until it was nighttime. Then she said goodnight to her parents, and once she was sure they were asleep, she took out Scruff and and put him in the pocket of her pajamas. She took him downstairs. She knew that Scruff needed to eat, but she had no idea what a creature like Scruff might want to ingest down there in the dark kitchen she decided to make a little experiment she took out the cutting board and upon it she put all different kinds of food she put up some grapes some blueberries a slice of bread she put a slice of salami a slice of butter she put out some nuts she put out even a little bit of candy that she had left over Well, Scruff went from each thing to each thing, sniffing it very delicately. He ate the blueberry right on down. He ate the grape right on down. He ate the bread right on down. He didn't have anything to do with the candy or the meat. In this way, Cerulean guessed that Scruff was kind of like a vegetarian, and she was happy to know, because that would be easy enough to find food for him. Cerulean then cracked herself open a little bubbly water and poured some into a little thimbleful of, of a glass and, and watched as Scruff tried to take a drink of that. Well, Scruff didn't like the taste of it at all and it made him hiccup and sneeze. And this made Cerulean laugh. And she even thought that maybe Scruff had a little smile on its doggy face. Well, that night she slept with Scruff on the pillow next to her head. And the next day when she woke up, she decided that she was going to take Scruff to school. After all, Scruff had been quiet the entire time that he was inside her backpack, and so she figured he might understand her a little bit, and maybe he could manage to be quiet while they were at school. So she put him in her backpack and took him to school. While it was time for class, she left him in the hallway inside her backpack and whispered down into her backpack and said, Scruff, be really quiet until I come back out, and then I'm going to go sneak out some, some food from the lunchroom for you, okay? Just stay there. Scruff looked up and, and let out a little Scruff. Well, the school morning went along, fine as can be, even though Cerulean found herself unable to focus all that well on the lessons. She kept coming back in her mind to Scruff out there in the hallway in Detective Calamity, somewhere around there, looking for her and her animal. When the bell rang for lunch, she rushed out with the other kids and she went over to her backpack, only to her surprise, her backpack wasn't there. She had a galloping fear in her chest, but she knew she couldn't tell the teacher or any of her friends. She had to keep Scruff a secret. So even though she was worried so much that it felt like there were marbles jumping around in her belly, she followed her class down to the lunchroom. But just as she was about to grab her tray, she told her teacher that she had forgotten her coat upstairs. The teacher said, fine, you go on up. So she ran back, trying to figure out if she could find where Scruff and her backpack had gone. She looked all about, all about, up and down, and she could not find her backpack. She called out softly, Scruff, Scruff, where are you? And then she heard a Scruff. She looked around, she looked up and down, she couldn't find it, and then she saw where her backpack was. Hanging two stories up, On the crank for the window was her backpack, an impossible place that she would have never been able to get to without some kind of ladder or rope or what have you. But just as she was looking up in wonder at her backpack hanging way up there, the janitor came around the corner and saw her. He looked up too and saw where the backpack was. Well, he said, this is trouble for you, young lady. That's some kind of prank, but it's not the kind of prank I like. Now I'm going to have to get my ladder to get that backpack down. Well, he told the principal about what had happened, and soon enough, Cerulean found herself waiting in the office for the principal to call her mother or her father all about this prank she'd somehow managed to do. As she waited, the janitor came into the room with her backpack, having retrieved it with a ladder, and a pole. She held the backpack to her chest and and when she had a free moment she looked inside. She was relieved to find that Scruff was there napping at the bottom of her backpack, probably tired out from flying the whole thing up to the window. Cerulean knew then that Scruff couldn't live on just fruit and naps on her pillow. This pet needed more than that. And needed a chance to fly. After all, it had flown the backpack up to a high window. Being the owner of a pet was starting to seem a little more... Big than she had originally thought, but that was alright. You don't mind doing big things for the things you love, do you? Well, there she was, waiting for her mom and dad to arrive. What do you think they're going to say about Cerulean? I wonder if they're gonna think about how she's been acting strange lately who knows I don't know come back next week we'll we'll figure that out alright come back next week and we'll try it again love's just a story and it has no ending. and i always love it telling it to you It's not a day that won't